Hello there! I'm Emily. And I'm Kayla. And we just want to talk movies. And this is the first official episode of our new podcast, We Just Want to Talk Movies, where me, Emily, and my sister Kayla just hang out and talk movies. Because that's all we want to do, folks. Yep. We're just, uh, we talk about movies with each other all the time, and we figured might as well record it and maybe someone else will want to listen who knows mm-hmm. hopefully <laughs> so welcome this might be a rocky episode uh we did record this already but it didn't go <laughs> well second attempt yes so hopefully this will be a little easier so we're gonna start off with some movie news which right now is award season oh boy every movie fan's favorite season yes Busy, busy Sundays. Yes. Every Sunday. <laughs> and it seems to be, you know, business as usual. There's controversy. There's Cringy everyone. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, opening monologues that no one likes. <laughs> jokes that no one thinks are funny. And um, there's uh, the moving speeches that people talk about. And like mm-hmm. the shows and movies that win that people are satisfied with. We'll see how the Oscars go. I'll definitely mm-hmm. tune into that. I'm hoping that Ryan Gosling will perform. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we, I think we all collectively <laughs> as a society are waiting for that. Um, in other news, it's January 2024. Oh, yeah. um, we have seen Night Swim and The Beekeeper so far. and Some, some January movies. Yes, it is January. <laughs> it is very much January. Um, this is... This and February are the months for entertainingly subpar films, yes. which they're usually very fun theater experiences. I swear, I, the last two times we've gone to the theaters, which is to see these movies, is some of the hardest I've laughed <laughs> while while in a movie theater. Yeah, January and February are very fun. They're it's a great way to start off the year with just Can laughing. Can you explain to the audience? What what about January and February makes them so fun? Well, you know, it's the movies that were made and studios don't really have much faith in, so they're like, just get them out there. Beginning of the year, get them out of the way. Shove them out there onto the audience. Mm-hmm. And usually it's horror movies. Don't, aren't um, dump months also Sept- August and September or something? Yeah, there's like a midway point as well yes but usually it's not as entertaining no they're They're, just the boring yeah sad boring yeah the ones we skip (laughs) anyway yeah that's uh that's january um not not much coming out in february this year actually i I, yeah i can't think of anything so um eh. march march is gonna be super fun march is when you start getting some blockbusters in there. Um, So yeah, we'll see how the year goes. And we will keep you updated. (laughs) So the topic for today is going to be an introduction to Kayla and I um, talking about our favorite movies and TV shows and why we love movies so much. Yeah! (laughs) 
Kayla didn't have anything to add to that. No, no, I don't have any, any, no. I feel like I run a Socratic seminar. (laughs) So, Kayla, why don't you start us off talking about how you got into movies? I, I honestly feel like I should go second, because, (laughs) but I'll go. Um, (laughs) because... I feel like I got into movies because of a you, because I grew up <laughs> because around of a you. Because of a you, because I grew up around you, and you were al- always a, b- a big movie fan, like, from, since I can remember, um, and as the younger sibling, I'm younger than uh, Emily by, like, three, three years. Yeah, I'm trying to be specific with months. Three years. <laughs> um, so she would always introduce me to, like, the fun movies. Like, I remember Pirates of the Caribbean was a big one. And, like, objective and Harry Potter. And objectively, I was, too, like, probably too young to watch these movies. But since you were already watching them, I was watching them, obviously, because I was the younger sibling and I couldn't be left out of anything. And I had to do everything that you were doing. So <laughs> that's kind of how it started. And then... As I grew up and, like, cultivated my own taste, um, things branched off from there. And, yeah, I've always just loved the escapism of movies. I've loved, like, even as a young child, I've always wondered, oh, how do, how do they make that happen? How does the ships in Star Wars appear? Because did we go to space? I don't think so. <laughs> All that <laughs> stuff. So... All of that interested me from a young age. I've always loved storytelling in all forms, and film is basically like an encapsulation of every form of storytelling that you can do. Um, and yeah, I just love movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I got into movies basically from my family. Uh, my family, our family, are very big movie watchers. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, it just turned into a way bigger thing, even than it is for them. Because always, from when I was little, it was an escape into more exciting worlds. Mm-hmm. And you, wherever you went, whether it was exciting or scary or happy, it was just so visceral and amazing. And I was really captivated by that. Like, whoa, how does this happen? Like, how do I get this feeling from just watching Princess and the Pauper, you know? (laughs) Barbie! (laughs) Yes. Um, And I actually, I wanted to go into the film industry at first, Mm -hmm. because I was so obsessed with it. I'm like, I want to be a part of creating all of this, because it's so amazing. But uh, long story short, nowadays I'm just happy enjoying them. I don't have any interest of going into the industry. But I think it's just a really amazing way of storytelling mm-hmm. that can pull you in in so many different ways. So. And that's all we have to say about that. Yes. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so, Kayla, why why do you love movies? Why do I love movies? That's a good question. <laughs> that's the question. Well, um... Whether good or bad, as you said, they're just, like, a way to step into someone else's shoes. I feel like if you're a storyteller of any kind, like, whether you write or 
edit or edit like movies or write screenplays, use a camera. Um, all forms of storytelling are just like a pract a practice in empathy and like go getting into another person's shoes and mind space. And I love that. I love like learning about people. So <laughs> obviously watching movies is an amazing way to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I really think that's my main reason. And then obviously, as we talked about comparing movies to another form of storytelling, like books, books, obviously for the win every day, but also movies for the win every day, because there's so much more to it. You can add music, you can add color, you can add uh, acting performances, you can add so much that just brings you into a world and tells that story and gets you close to those characters and it's just everything to me <laughs> yeah um i i agree with all of that uh, like i said before i love movies because they're such a powerful escape into other worlds and visual representation is so epic mm -hmm. and fun and like you said it adds so much from the sound and the visuals and the music and the acting like it completely encapsulates you in yeah. the world which is so fun and as someone who struggles to connect a lot with people in the real world it's easy to have a lot of real world empathy like you said mm -hmm. when you get to sort of practice by watching movies because you get to see uh, places, characters, and experiences that you otherwise never would be able to. Yeah, I think that's why movies are so important, especially when they tell the stories of like everyone in our world because it's so much easier to like take in a person's story on the screen because you're immediately like on their side from their perspective and like you can understand these people that you may these types of people that you may have never talked to or really thought that much about before i think it's very important art in general is very important <laughs> because of that yeah and even when you're watching something that's complete fantasy mm -hmm. like if you're watching star wars or harry potter or something obviously there's those, no aliens in real life yeah those well there are but we never meet them <laughs> Those places aren't real, but they're so they're so alien to us, obviously, but we're able to create such a strong connection because we see, even though the people are going through very different things than we go through every day, there's the human aspect, mm -hmm. and it makes you realize, like, yeah, if I can relate to Anakin Skywalker, who lives in a galaxy far, far <laughs> away, then I can certainly relate to someone who lives just on the other side of the world as well yep so yeah i think it's a they're very beautiful powerful ways of storytelling mm -hmm. so now we are going to get into our favorite movies and why they're important to us and why they are important catalysts i guess to our love of film Okay, so <laughs> Kayla's going to go first. Um, I am. Talking about how many movies do you have? I have s seven. Seven movies? I thought I had six. I have seven. Wow. Well. Jeez. <laughs> Buckle up, okay. folks. Kayla's going to talk about her seven 
favorite movies or at least the ones she picked to talk about today because yeah, listen, favorite movies could change just, every day yeah while we were making this list i was just like oh yeah this movie like obviously they're all important but <laughs> there are many more that i could have added <laughs> okay so my top seven movies <laughs> these are in no particular order uh the first one i have is the breakfast club baby so (laughs) this movie i can't even remember the first time i watched it i think i was like too young to fully understand it but i was young enough to like laugh at the jokes (laughs) um but as i've gotten older i've just related more and more to every every single character every line of dialogue is so relatable except for maybe some of uh bender's jokes (laughs) i don't relate to him all the time (laughs) um but yeah i just Everything, it just so perfectly encapsulates the mind of a teenager in high school. And just all the things that you worry about that you realize are, like, both so important, but also not important at all as you get older. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think it's just aged like fine wine. And as a piece of comedy, as like the co- everything about it is like super iconic so just as a piece of film it's something that i'm like yes that's well made <laughs> um my second is the shining i also can't remember the first time i watched this also probably too young to fully understand it <laughs> that's most movies with me because yes. of what i talked about earlier <laughs> um but definitely um after i read the book and obviously as i've gotten older um i just find it such an interesting form of horror i love like um psychological horror but i feel like this one is done really well psychological horror isn't always done in a satisfying way to me but this one is and it's almost like a gothic horror too because they're like stuck in the hotel yeah it's a weird hotel (laughs) and it's rubbing off on them um but yeah i think it's just an such an important story of like family generational trauma all that and yes, as a writer, I've always related to <laughs> the fact that Jack goes crazy yes. when he's trying to write his novel. Yep. Um, so very relatable. <laughs> oh, too relatable. <laughs> Scary relatable. <laughs> My third movie, Spider-Man 2. Oh. The best, uh, objectively, not even subjectively, <laughs> the best superhero <laughs> movie ever made. Most people will agree. I at know. least that the... The train fight is the oh, best. Yeah. No, there's nothing that touches it. Honestly, yep. fight me. Um, <laughs> uh, this movie, obviously, I'm very biased towards because I grew up with it and Spider-Man was like my first crush. I was convinced he was my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, this one I watched a lot because the first one, uh, Spider-Man, I was like, let me read off the title of the first one. Oh, it's just called Spider-Man. Some of you might not know. (laughs) It's called Spider-Man. The first entry, (laughs) Spider-Man. But anyway, um, I was terrified of the Green Goblin as a child. I was convinced that he lived in specifically my grandparents' um, toilet not toilet bowl the toilet tank i was convinced he lived in there and so, <laughs> so I, was, I was he ever in like a sewer no there was no logic behind this um but i was terrified of him i still am honestly watching far uh, no way home still terrified of him but yeah. anyway 
this movie had sort of a more manageable <laughs> villain, but he's also a very good villain. Um, because he's super tragic. I guess you could say the same thing about the Green Goblin, that, like, they're really good people inside, but I feel like with Doc Ock, it's, like, it's even more gut-wrenching because his wife and, like... Uh, and it's, like, the arms that are... Yeah, the he's, like, poisoning being controlled. Him. It's, like, he can't take it off. Oh, it's, it's so good. And then, um, yeah. I don't know. I... I wanted to be Mary Jane as a kid. Now, not so much. <laughs> but she wears a super pretty wedding dress at the end, and I was like, yes, that will be my wedding dress yeah. one day. Still, I think, if, if not my favorite, then at least top three wedding dresses in yes. movies. I feel like it. The my one critique would be it needs a little more sparkle, like mm. something to zhuzh it up, you know? But Some jewelry. Yeah, everything else, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. But anyway, the, all of this is to say that these are, like, the images that were ingrained in my brain as a child. So, like, I can't leave this movie off of the list because it's just, when I think of movies, this movie is there. <laughs> um, and it feels like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is it feels like a movie. Like oh, a real movie. I do have six. I numbered them wrong. I skipped four. That's weird. Anyway, my top four. six movies. So then I have three left. <laughs> um, but two of them are entire trilogies because ugh, ugh, I can't make decisions. You can't expect me. You can't expect this of me. Number five <laughs> is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Fast forward. from. I'm going way... I should have um, ordered these in like chronological order of my life. Wait, how are you counting? What do you mean? Number five you're on? Yeah. I mean, number four. See, I numbered them <laughs> wrong and I still messed up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, what's the first number? What's the fourth number? <laughs> number five. <laughs> According to you. <laughs> anyway, number four. This is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So we're, we're going forward in time, many years, from Spider-Man because I put off like, fully sitting down and watching these movies for a really long time, because I thought that they were too stupid and, like, it's too fantasy. I can't get into that. I'm not smart enough, also. You thought they they were too stupid and too smart? Yeah, I... Listen, <laughs> the way that my brain worked made no sense. They're then. so smart. That's stupid. <laughs> exactly. This is how my ego works. <laughs> anyway, um, eventually, I sat down... This was, um... This is a spoiler for, for, for farther into the episode. I'm a large... I'm a large fan. I'm <laughs> a large fan. I'm a large fan of the show Stranger Things. Have you heard of it? Ever heard of it? Um, oh, yes. And so I watched these movies basically in the in the tragic lull between um, season three and season four, also known as the pandemic. Have you heard of it? <laughs> So, I feel like perfect time to watch Lord of the Rings. Um, I feel like a lot of people during the pandemic watched, like, long... Like, super long fantasy. Like, yeah. It's basically, it just escapism, escapism. That's all I really have to say about Lord of the Rings. Well, I could say a lot more, but <laughs> that's what my thesis will be for this episode. Um, basically, thought I would hate them, watched them, and was like, oh my gosh, this is such a well-crafted story, excellent characters, who I thought I could never relate to, as we were talking about, but of course, even though their struggles 
I can't, well, I can't really relate to in a literal, in a literal sense. Can't speak. Um, <laughs> the tongue swells up after a while. Everyone relates to Gollum on a certain level, right? Am I sure. alone in that? <laughs> he just wants to, he just uh, spends all of his days in a little cave looking at his treasures. Like, what else? <laughs> I feel like I look like him, like when I wake up at 4 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> and when you're talking to yourself, you're like... God, why are you like this? Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my point st- <laughs> my voice still stands. Um, just well-crafted stories. I didn't realize before going into it, don't make fun of me, that this was um, just like one ongoing story instead of like three movies. It was obviously originally originally <laughs> written to be just one long story and then had to be split up and... Obviously, for movies, had to be split up into three movies. I didn't know that going in, and I just found it so interesting. Like, oh, we're just leaving off right when the journey's really getting started. And I have to see this through, obviously. So I am going to pay $20 to rent this off of YouTube, the extended edition, and I am going to watch The Two Towers. And then I'm going to do the same thing for Return of the King. <laughs> but anyway, the obsession has since grown. I've read all the books. I've read the Silmarillion. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> all great books. I've read The Hobbit. I've watched all the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies are not on this list. <laughs> I think In that, short. Yeah, I think that you can forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Number five. Fifth number, number five. Um, that is the Star Wars trilogy. Another trilogy. Um, this is where my love of film came from basically since the first time i don't know what what was the first star wars that i watched was that revenge of the sith yes so i I guess that isn't the original star wars trilogy but (laughs) i digress it was my first i was two years old and ever since then star wars has been a part of my life so i couldn't leave it off this list but the original trilogy is so tight tight storytelling each one of them is great Empire is probably my favorite, but it switches back and forth all the time, so I couldn't put just one. And just the whole arc of it all is beautiful, similar to Lord of the Rings. You can't just watch one and be satisfied. You can because they're a good movie, but when you watch the trilogy, it's like, this is a living, breathing thing. And that's pretty much, I mean, I think everyone likes Star Wars, so I don't have to convince anyone, but um, (laughs) I love all the characters. Um, Han is my favorite, C-3PO. Those are probably my top two. Um, just like, I've related to a different one throughout my life, but definitely Han and C-3PO the most. Um, love the the villain arc. You gotta love it when the dad is the villain or some someone who was close to them, to, who was a good person at first and then turned bad and who's close to the main character in whatever way. Always good villain arc. So, just, just everything is perfection uh, (laughs) that's all i have to say about that i also have to say that darth sidious is also a big part of my film life because he was my first big fear i think i thought that he lived in my closet um and was going to get revenge on me for his face being melted this fear mostly came from revenge of the sith but also from um uh, return of the jedi I would hide behind the couch whenever he would come onto screen. So he taught me fear and 
very scary villains. <laughs> my last movie, this is probably the most recent other than um, Lord of the Rings, is Tick, Tick, Boom. I This movie came out not during the pandemic, but like in the years following when we were still sort of definitely looking for escapism. This movie is a musical. It stars Andrew Garfield, my darling boy. It is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. What? My darling boy. <laughs> my darling boy. It is a recipe for Kayla's love and affection, basically. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about Jonathan Larson going into this other than that he made Rent and that he died young, and I learned so much about him, and I learned so much about what it's like to be an artist living in New York, especially specifically in the 90s, and um, I felt like I related to the character, the character, the person, <laughs> on so many levels. Um, be as someone who writes, obviously I'm not an artiste, but like just the creative process in general, this movie really delves into, and that sort of balance between the life of an artist and a stable, normal life, which um, I was very much at the time struggling with because I was about to go into college and I was like, should I pursue an arts path or should I pursue a more practical path? And I was freaking out about it. And so watching this movie was very cathartic for me. The songs are all bangers. Andrew Garfield, one of his best performances. I'm so sad that he didn't win the Oscar. Who won the Oscar for this year? Oh. Um, what was it? Um, what was even nominated? I'm blanking. <laughs> 2021. I think so. Who won the Oscar in for Best Actor? 2021. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, it no, was that 2022. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Silence. Oh. Well, y'all know who it was. <laughs> I'm gonna repeat. I'm so upset that he didn't win the Oscar. Because <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna forget speak that. on this anymore. Um, <laughs> 2022 was a year, and we're gonna forget about it now. Anyway, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of my shtick. Now it's Emily's turn. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Yes, that's the. That was my last film. Okay, so on to five of my favorite films. The first one being Return of the Jedi which I think won't ever change. <laughs> my favorite Star Wars movie, my favorite epic finale of any saga. There's just, there's so many childhood memories with this movie. <laughs> Watching it over the summer on TV after having watched nothing but A New Hope pretty much my whole life and then just seeing all of my favorite characters in such peril, <laughs> <laughs> particularly Luke and... Just being horrified and thinking he was about to die. And then seeing Darth Vader turn against his master. Turn away from evil and save his son. That blew my mind when I was a youngin. How a youngling. Happen? <laughs> a youngling. Um, I just, I love the arc. How things, we started off from such a jolly happy-go-lucky place in A New Hope, mm -hmm. went through literal hell in Empire Strikes Back, and then ended up here in Return of the Jedi, where things, the steaks and french fried Our potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> were, <laughs> were so high. And just seeing how Luke developed from a whiny farm boy, <laughs> which we all were at some point, 
into yes into this amazing jedi warrior which you kind of suspect that he might be going evil at the beginning of the film when you first see him in like the dark cloak Mm -hmm. and he's wearing black the whole film i literally when i was little i always thought that it was darth sidious when he first comes to Jabba's palace exactly (gasps) exactly and just having that like oh is is he gonna turn evil it's luke he can't and then of course he does not and seeing at the end of the movie that there was white underneath his black tunic showing that there was never a question he was good his heart was good the entire time he never wavered oh luke skywalker is the The hero of my life i love him (laughs) (laughs) i've always loved him Mm-hmm. so yeah and the characters they just they've always felt like family a second family to me especially having them all together again in this movie going on a mission yes so fun at least for a little bit yeah <laughs> we I'm at least get the mission. I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the humor the shenanigans oh mm-hmm. it's so nice and of course just the themes of love in star wars in general romantic love familial love Friendship, love, all kinds of love. It's what binds the galaxy together, and I love that. (laughs) The Force. Yes. Okay, moving on. These are all, I mean, most of these can flip-flop around, but I actually did do a list of my top 11 favorite movies of all time on my blog. My Weebly blog, if you want to go check that out. It's called Escape to Storyland, um, and I did do an article on all my favorite movies. But... Yeah, I excellent, just post. excellent blog. Yeah, it's fun. You know, movie reviews, discussions, mm-hmm. lists, all the fun stuff, and talk everything about you'll books find as well. here, but in more depth. And yeah, books. Yeah, <laughs> it's we have a fun time. You should come check it out. <laughs> um, but my second movie I'm going to talk about today is The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which is a movie that came out in 2018 that probably a lot of people don't know about. Um, it's just a movie. <laughs> it's a movie that's about classic fairy tales basically classic storytelling and why we love movies and stories mm-hmm. it's about a man who he's kind of been bogged down by the hollywood corporate movie world and he's become very cynical and the whole movie is about him basically finding the magic again in storytelling and quite literally throwing himself into the fantasy mm-hmm. Um, And again, this movie just has so many memories tied to it, which is why it's my favorite film. Um, Watching it at like, starting it at midnight and watching it till 2am on a school night, just fantastic time. And then not being able to sleep the whole night because I was so excited about how good it was. Um, But yeah, it literally just swept me away on this beautiful story. I think Spanish storytelling just has that something about it whimsy (laughs) yeah it's just it's such a cool vibe kind of like um like italian movies Mm -hmm. and french movies they have that certain just vibe about them i think that's the same with spanish storytelling there's just like this love of adventure and romance and excitement Mm -hmm. and oh it's a great movie and stars adam driver which of course you'll hear his (laughs) name a lot on this podcast (laughs) yes (laughs) He's amazing. Um, I think it's one of his best performances because there's like many layers to it 
that yeah. aren't really obvious at first. He seems like he's just playing kind of like how he always plays, kind of an asshole. <laughs> but it's just interesting what happens to his character and how he changes subtly along the way. And then also all of the slapstick humor. Yeah, he did a good job with the humor. <laughs> I think, yeah, he's a very underrated slapstick. Yeah, like body humor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone talks about how funny he is, which he is. <laughs> but like slapstick especially, he does a really good yeah. job. Agree. All right, moving on to my third movie, my favorite horror movie of all time, Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Mm -hmm. A, what appears to be very by-the-numbers camp slasher movie, but is very different from any other camp slasher movie you will find. Again, this movie, why it's so important to me are just the memories tied to it. I found this on YouTube one night for free mm -hmm. and was you know those are some of the best yeah discoveries. <laughs> when you just stumble upon something and you find out how amazing it is mm -hmm. i just thought i was gonna watch like a an old cheesy i thought it was a lifetime movie at first but then when i read the description like oh it's an 80s slasher movie and i was like <laughs> just getting into those mm -hmm. and yeah my life was forever changed basically mm. i remembered weeks and weeks after this every single night i would I would go to bed early just so I could watch this movie again on my phone. I just loved the atmosphere in this movie. It's like, I want to be at this camp. Even though <laughs> it's like, most of the people are assholes. <laughs> and obviously there's like murders going on. There's still something that I'm like, it just looks so cool. Like the woods and the cabins. And I just, mm -hmm. oh, I want to be there. I want to be hanging out with these people. And it's cozy, it's fun. Yeah, like just a summer, a fun summer vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's a mixture of a comfort movie <laughs> and the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yes. It's, um, despite the cheesiness and all that, it's a very tragic tale and a very relatable story about bullying at its heart. Mm -hmm. Bullying and abuse and the damage it does not only to the person but to everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very interesting look at forcing someone to be something that they're not and to live as someone that they are not in their heart mm -hmm. and how awful that is and how it hurts them and everyone around them. And it's a very powerful message. And, and something that can very well be applied to all time. <laughs> yeah. And I Especially think, now. <laughs> yes. It's very topical now. Yeah. But... At, again, at its heart, is also just a tale about bullying, and I think Angela is one of the greatest horror protagonists ever. And yes, I say protagonist. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Because, I mean, spoilers, but this movie's very old, and if you have not watched it, go watch it right now. Pause, or skip over this, and go watch it, because it's amazing. But Angela is our main character, final girl in the movie. But she's also the killer. Mm-hmm. Very interesting twist. Yeah. And not... I mean, you see, especially nowadays when people try to flip the script on horror movies, you see that a lot. But mm. I think what just makes this so special to me is, like, that your expectations of, like, this is the shy, bullied girl and she's not really, like, a part of the killings that much. You expect that it's someone getting revenge for her. Mm-hmm. But no, 
she's doing it her dang self <laughs> yeah i like that that's good yeah. um very interesting and there's another interesting little twist that we won't get into <laughs> but yeah just a great movie uh great lines great horrifying kills that you don't see much but they utilize the budget in a way that you still feel every painful second of it mm-hmm. without seeing it yeah which is nice yeah so moving on to the next movie a <laughs> uh, very different movie sleeping beauty uh sleep away camp and, and sleeping, sleeping beauty. beauty i like sleepy movies <laughs> Um, this movie's just literally my whole childhood. Disney romance movies Top to tier. this day. To this day. Oh. To this day. Yes. <laughs> they make my heart race. There's something about them that's like just the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> Simple mm-hmm. and to the point, but still just so romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie in particular stands out from the rest for me, I think, just with the animation, first of all. It's so just soft and sharp when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's like the woods and the castle and the character design of Maleficent. Oh, she's so spooky. Oh, and when you get like the, the sharper colors, the reds and like the hot pink. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous really... Gorgeous color palette. Yeah, really, really beautiful. And something about just the way it's drawn is different It to stands me. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. And I think what makes this special to me also is I feel like I am Princess Aurora. (laughs) And I also feel like I am Prince Philip. Like, (laughs) I, when I was a child, I wanted to be both of them so bad. Aurora just, like, with her beautiful, whimsical princessness dancing in the woods with her beautiful, beautiful dresses. And then Prince Philip just being a badass. I'm like, oh, excuse me? I met the love of my life in one day and I'm ready to just give my heart to her. Oh, <laughs> I'm simping. <laughs> she she was captured and put in a magical sleep mm-hmm. and I have to fight this dragon lady now to get to her? Oh, I'm for it. I'll do sure. it. <laughs> I love him. He's the best. I love when he teams up with the fairies at the end. Yes. To just charge the castle, take Maleficent down, chop through like the maze of thorns. <laughs> I love all that stuff. It's such a good... Um, little adventure. Yeah, and I feel like it's one of the first um, princess movies that had the prince be a character. Yeah. In, like, Snow White and Cinderella, which I think were the only two princesses before this. Mm. They weren't really. The prince was just the prince. He's the guy that the princess is with. But in this one, he, like, takes an active part, to say the least. Yeah. Not only does he have more personality, but... He also, like, the entire finale yeah. is about him being amazing and saving his woman. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, he's a guy and he's a prince, so I have to fall in love with him. It's like, oh, there's a reason. He will do anything for her. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And Once Upon a Dream is one of the best songs ever written. Yes. So good. Yes. And so. the Lana Del Rey cover. Yes, that one's really good as well. <laughs> I have oh, to give we, it its flowers. <laughs> we could talk about Maleficent as well, yes. which is another awesome movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on to my last favorite movie, Carrie, the original from 1976. Oh, yeah. Very different movie about a blonde woman in a pink dress. But similar to Sleepaway <laughs> Camp in that she's yes. bullied and 
things happen to our bullies. <laughs> what can I say? Revenge movies, they're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, this was my first R-rated horror movie, so obviously it uh, holds a very important and special place in my in my movie heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had an immediate connection with Carrie, even though I have not gone through anything <laughs> as horrific or even close. There's still something about, you know, you know, like, okay, I know, like, being the quiet, weird girl mm. and having having everyone tease you, yep. and especially in gym class. I was just gonna say PE, especially. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get that, and I can sympathize with that, and I think this movie is just a beautiful tragedy mm-hmm. that really affected me and touched my heart, from the acting to, like, the, the music, the soundtrack... And the score, and then just like the overall feeling of it, it kind of feels dreamlike, mm-hmm. and then slowly descending into nightmare like. Yeah. <laughs> or quickly descending, to be honest. Which very perfectly captures like a Stephen King story. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe that he always has in his books. Yep. I think um, it's, it's iconic, first of all, but just for me, the message of you never know the truth behind someone's pain you never know what's going on in their life and ignoring that and just treating someone awful because you feel like it leads to very awful consequences for everyone yeah which is you know a similar theme to sleepaway camp and yeah it's just it's a good old-fashioned revenge tale but it's also that beautiful tragedy Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are all my favorite movies. We are going to move on to our favorite TV shows. Beep, beep, shows. Now, I have a lot to talk about here. This is my realm of expertise. I have, let's see, I have five shows and two honorable mentions that I'll just try to snap through quickly. Um, my first show is The Goat, The Greatest of All Time. I don't care what you have to say. I don't have. I don't care what you have to say. Change my life. Change. Change my brain chemistry. It's Stranger Things. (laughs) This show brought back all of the feelings that I had when I was watching Star Wars as a child. I think that's what makes it so special for me. It's like Star Wars um, reincarnated. (laughs) It came back to haunt me literally. (laughs) And Star Wars mixed with horror. Yes, horror, sci-fi, all things that like. As I had grown up, I'd also branched off into. So it was just the perfect storm. Um, I watched this. The show came out in July of 2016. I watched it in September of 2016. Um, I watched it all in one night. I think I started at like 8 and like ended it at like 5 a.m. It was a journey. I was like, okay, lots of people are talking about this. It looks kind of cool. I see the girl in the pink dress and she's got a blonde wig. Like, what the heck is this? She's got a bloody nose. Is it going to be stupid? I looked at the poster and I was like, this looks like a ripoff of <laughs> um, the new Star Wars. Uh, oh. uh, Force like, Awakens. Force Awakens. Wait, you looked at me so terrified just now. You're like, what's it called? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Because it, it came out right after, like, the year after the new Star Wars came out. And so I was like, what is happening here? Can you like, tell we're Californians, by the way? I just realized how many times we said like this whole Oh my episode. god, I'm listening to our voices. I'm like, we sound like we're from California. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so like it's totally cool (laughs) totally so (laughs) i've totally watched it all in one night on my ipad my little ipad i was in eight what let's see it was 2016 what grade was i in seventh or eighth i was 12 years old i think i just started middle school so i was literally the age of the characters in this show i've literally grown up with them i'm the same age as millie bobby brown (laughs) i'm like a month I'm, like, a month younger than her, so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and she's already getting married. What have I done? Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> um, anyway. And has a, um, her own beauty. She has a book published. Yeah. She's everything. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Um, watching this show, it. again, I was, like, immediately... I feel like everyone talks about this when they talk about that show, but that scene in the basement where all the kids are playing D&D... And they just have this rapport that is instantly, like, oh my gosh, such good chemistry between all the kids. And they're, like, good child actors, and they have- and they're great characters on their own. They're not just, like, stupid kids. It- it's a- it's incredible. Everything you love about the 80s, everything you love about sci-fi fantasy, again, all in one show. And each of the characters, like Emily was saying about Star Wars, feel like- they're a part of my family. They're my friends. I can go hang out with them. I can turn on Netflix and go hang out with them. <laughs> um, the progression, again, I've grown up with these characters, which is always fun to see them back on the screen, especially after it was a three-year wait for the last season. I would say it paid off pretty well. Um, it's getting more and more epic. I'm super excited for season five. By the way, it just started filming. Like a few, It's a few weeks into production, and we've already got some pictures that I'm super excited about. <laughs> so- I'm pictures <laughs> i i won't go into that here um maybe we can give me a segment if there's any big updates that i can talk about on the podcast because i do anyway <laughs> yeah, put it in your notes yes <laughs> anyway changed my life basically like i feel like there was a few there was like a few years gap where like i didn't have a huge fandom in my life and like this definitely reinvigorated that and like it has for the last how many years has it been six or seven years Jesus Christ. (laughs) (sighs) Probably, like, eight years. Um, Anyway, moving on to number two. I thought I was going to go through this fast. (laughs) We have The Office. I watched this around the same time um, that I started Stranger Things. So, this was, like, my TV era. I think I'd gotten Netflix, and so I was just (laughs) going on a binge. Um, This show, it's just the best comfort show you could ever ask for. I'll say what it's about, I guess. I should be saying what it's about. It's just like a workplace comedy. It's about a paper company. It's told in the style of a documentary, but obviously it's not real. Um, it's just, I love that style. I hadn't seen many things in that style before, so it was super fun and um, got me into dry comedy. It took me a while to get into it because I wasn't used to that style of comedy, but like, I'm totally into it now. <laughs> I've watched the show Oh, God. It has to be around ten times now. (laughs) Um, It was on repeat for a while. Um, And Pam Beasley, I have to give her a shout-out, because she is the character that I relate to most in all of pop culture. And I will dedicate an episode to defending her honor, because there's so (laughs) much Pam Beasley hatred online, and I will not stand for it. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Um, we have number three. This is a more recent one in my life. This one is Breaking Bad. Oh, Dude. <sighs> I got into this because of the memes. I stayed for the plot. <laughs> it was so good. I, let's see. Okay, we're gonna trauma dump, sort of. Right oh. 
I started watching this around the time that I got my first job. My first job was an awful experience. (laughs) And this show literally, like, it kept me going through it all. I would go, I would come home for, like, a late night and I'd watch a few episodes and I'd be like, yes, this is what I have gone through my eight-hour workday for, (laughs) to watch Breaking Bad, to watch Walter White and Jesse Pinkman cook up some meth and deal with some bad guys, even though they are the bad guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just feel like I don't relate to any of the characters, really, in this show, but somehow, I mean, I kind of relate to (laughs) Jesse, but anyway, I just feel like the characters are still so fascinating. The way that they do character development. I got through, like, all five seasons, and it had to have been just a couple months. Because I only worked at my first job for a couple months. <laughs> and, um, I felt like I'd just watched a movie. It, it didn't feel like I had watched this super long, sprawling TV show. And I think that has... it. That has something to do with the way that the characters' progression felt so... Like, you could trail a line through it all super easily like it was just so beautifully done i could go on and on Mm -hmm. um such a great like commentary and like character study on like a guy with a huge ego who like feels like his masculinity is being stolen from him it's like toxic masculinity embodied in Uh walter white Buzzword. Sorry. <laughs> it's too early for it's that. It's true. It's true, though. Um, <laughs> anyway, excellently crafted TV. Just amazing. Excellent. I, I understand all the accolades, and it took me way too long to watch it, because I thought, I thought that I wouldn't relate to it and it would be boring, but, like, don't- anyone who is swayed by that, don't be afraid, because it's- literally, you will just sink into it, and you will love it. I guarantee it. Um, my fourth TV show here- is a sitcom. I think the rest are sit. Yeah, the last two are sitcoms. Are you surprised? No. <laughs> um, she loves sitcoms. I love sitcoms. The fourth show on my list is Community. It's a great, one of the greatest sitcoms. It's so creative, so innovative, so imaginative, so many good lines. Um, it's what basically. Is- oh. <laughs> I, I know, I need to say what it's about. Because <laughs> I, I don't even know. It's about. Just a group of characters at a community college. And um, basically, the first episode, the main character, Jeff, um, basically gathers up a bunch of people to form this study group for their Spanish class. But really, the whole time, he's after, like, one of the girls because he thinks she's hot. Um, And he ends up, like, accidentally bringing in all of the rest of the people. And so he's kind of stuck with them for the rest of the show. Um, And it's just about, they all have, like, so many flaws. They're, they're, like, hateable characters. But they're also so lovable at the same time. And I feel like I definitely related to that. Because I feel like I myself am hateable and lovable at the same time. (laughs) You decide, audience. Yeah, you decide. (laughs) Um, I just feel like... I never knew that sitcoms could be this crazy. Like, there's a whole episode that's claymation. <laughs> there's <laughs> animated episodes. There's bound. There's genre-crossing episodes. It's so... It's just so, like, creative. And I love that about it. It's like, that's what TV should be. It should be just, like, whatever you want it to be. But also still makes sense. Um, it's amazing. And there's a bunch of lore... 
and drama behind this show that I feel like we should make a deep dive episode so that I can teach Emily about it because she doesn't know anything about it. No. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get into that and force her to watch at least a few of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> My fifth and final main show, okay. excluding honorable mentions, is New Girl, another sitcom, very much in the Friends style. It's just about this... It's about this girl who moves into an apartment with three guys, and it's just all the things she has to deal with, (laughs) with the three guys, and living with them. And it's just so heartwarming. If you want a comfort show, go home and turn on New Girl. You will be instantly feeling better. Um, It's so wholesome. Like, the first few episodes are literally just about the guys coming together to lift her up, and it's like... What is this? Men? Can, can you do better? Can you be like them? <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's so wholesome. Um, that's pretty much all I can say about it. I've literally, some of the some of these episodes, I've never laughed harder at a TV show, which, like, is kind of surprising, because you'd feel like it isn't the funniest, because it's, it, you know, it's just, like, a sitcom, an average sitcom, but it's, there's some banger episodes <laughs> that are so funny in this show. Um, anyway... Nick is super relatable. He's another writer character that I relate to because he's literally insane. <laughs> uh-huh. um, on to my honorable mentions. I'll go through these super fast. Um, I have number one, Shameless. This is a show about uh, this large family living in the south side of Chicago. Their parents are deadbeats. Their mom like abandoned them and their dad is a drunk. And the oldest sister, Fiona, played by Emmy Rossum, played in impeccably by Emmy Rossum. <laughs> is <She's> Emmy Awesome. <laughs> Emmy Awesome. Um, she basically has to take care of all of her siblings um, at a very young age. And it's funny, but it's also so tragic, obviously, from the description that I just gave. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. All of the characters, very distinct. Um, I watched this show, like, my last half of high school. I feel like it was a good time because it's definitely more mature show. Definitely more raunchy (laughs) than most shows. Um, And yeah, I just fell in love with, like, the characters and, like, all of the important concepts that they brought up, like, addiction and (sighs) homophobia. (laughs) Oh, jeez. This is a comedy? I know. That's, like, the joke with it. It's, like, it's a comedy, quote-unquote. Because it's really funny, but it's really dark at the same time. It's, like, a dark comedy. Hmm. Um, Very much connected to Shameless is The Bear. Both star Jeremy Allen White. Impeccably acted. Both of these characters that he plays. Um, Lip is my favorite character in Shameless, which I feel like is a very unpopular opinion, because most people hate Lip, but he... He's my favorite. I prefer ear. <laughs> His, it's short for Philip. <laughs> I think they, they do call, Phil. I know. He doesn't look like a Phil or act like a Phil. I think they call him Lip because it has to do with how like he has a he has a lip on him, you know? Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Um, the Bear. It's basically about... Also, I think the south side of Chicago. I think that's all Jeremy Allen White does. And <laughs> Chicago shows. And Chicago shows about dysfunctional families who are all insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically about he has to take over this restaurant from his brother after his brother dies. And um, it, the restaurant is a mess and he has to make it better. And um, it's so... St- every episode is so stressful. But I feel like it's just such good tv it's beautiful the cinematography is amazing um the acting is amazing the story is amazing it's 
it's like showing, don't tell. It's like a masterclass in that. You want to learn how to show, not tell when you're writing? Watch the bear. It's incredible. So basically, my personal connection to this, I'll say, is like, again, it taught me how to show, not tell. And also... And um, insanity. Yeah. (laughs) It also just like... I don't know, another reinvigoration of my love for television because television can be cinematic and incredible. And the bear is, in my opinion. Um, And that's the end of my list. I definitely didn't go through my honorable mentions quickly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have four TV shows. I'm not the biggest TV show person, but when I I find great ones, they're great. (laughs) As the (laughs) Frosted Flake Tiger would say. They're great! <laughs> oh, Just God. hold up all the TV shows. They're great! <laughs> okay, so my first one, which will always, till the end of time, be my favorite TV show ever, is The Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Oh, I mean... From the moment I first watched this, Star Wars just became so much more than what it was before which is I didn't even think that was possible (laughs) but the universe is expanded in such an intentional and immersive way not just expanding it for the sake of let's just throw content out there but really to just grow this universe like the galaxy is so big and we see such a tiny part of it in the movies but in this show you see like more than you could ever imagine and it's just amazing and again as i was saying before with return of the jedi with star wars it really just feels like your second family and this show <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could get into it but just the connection i have with ahsoka anakin obi-wan yoda padme they're so strong in this show because you delve into their characters so much more in like a serious way, but also in a fun way where you're just kind of hanging out and watching them have a good time sometimes. And that just makes them, again, even more familiar and just like they're your best friends. And yeah, this show is just kind of my my comfort place, but mm-hmm. also my badass epic place. <laughs> so I love that. Epic sprawling story place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, next... Uh, we are going to talk about girls. <laughs> what can I say? It's it's too relatable <laughs> with the awkward, horrible new adult situations. A show all about just awkwardness, basically. Yeah. And trying to navigate adulthood in your mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just fun to watch all of these awful characters. <laughs> They're awful people. Yeah, making their situations even worse. For themselves. (laughs) But at the same time, it feels kind of like it's holding up a mirror to, like, the viewers. It's like, oh, you know, I kind of do that sometimes. And that is really dumb. I shouldn't do that. But it's also like, it's okay, though. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fun to watch because I feel like... You can be in a situation where you're like, it can't get any worse. And then you watch this show and you're like, well, at least I'm not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just fun and kind of crazy to watch. 
a little uncomfortable to say the least at some points, but in a good way. Um, Adam Driver, I mean, has a lot to do with it. He's made another appearance. He's <laughs> <laughs> He'll make many appearances when I talk about my favorite movies, but um, yeah, uh, he's why I started watching it, and I stayed for the hilarious other characters and the interesting and relatable storylines I would say Mm -hmm. but yeah he's definitely a standout in the show because he just has that as an actor he has just this charm and charisma to him where even if he's playing just the worst like a complete asshole that you want to strangle yeah it's still like oh but he's like he kind of just makes me smile though (laughs) (laughs) that might be personal bias (laughs) it, it probably is but i feel like a lot of people feel the same way uh moving on we have the adams family the sitcom from the 60s -hmm. so this show it came at the perfect time because i was in like my mid-teen hood where i was just like i'm so awkward and i can't relate to anyone (laughs) and i felt like i just i fit in with these weirdos you Mm. know i'm like this is my kind of family. So true. I love it because it's they're the picture of the ideal family when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they have all these weird things about them. Their mm-hmm. house is strange. They might murder people. I don't know. <laughs> That's the question. But they're just so... They're so happy with themselves, with each other, with life in mm-hmm. general... Um, especially when you talk about Gomez and Morticia and their relationship, it's what every romantic relationship should be. It's like one of the healthiest relationships ever depicted in media. Yeah. And it's so funny because they're supposed to be just like the polar opposite of the ideal family. The nuclear family. Yeah. But I think that was the point. Yeah. It was like... Definitely. Well, yeah, they're strange, but they're also... They're healthy. Happy. <laughs> yeah, they're happy. <laughs> happy and healthy. Um, yeah, and I just love... I mean, it's they're hilarious. The way I will laugh until my stomach is about to burst open <laughs> with these people. But also, on a more serious note, it's interesting for the time that it was made. Because they... Throughout the show, there's a lot of different people who come around into their lives and they're so accepting Mm. with all of them until you know there are some people who will give them a reason not to be accepting like they're mean and awful people and they're like get out of here Mm -hmm. but for the most part like they don't care what anyone looks like or what they do Mm -hmm. they're like yeah come on into our house we might make fun of you a little bit because we think you're weird but no problem with anyone (laughs) and I think that was a very intentional message Mm -hmm. with the show especially back then yes um and the last show I have on here is the X-Men animated series (laughs) from the 90s again it came at a perfect time for me because I was an awkward teenager and it's very much a show about misfits obviously Mm -hmm. um mutants yes people shut out by society because of their (laughs) mutations um as a teenager of course you're gonna relate to that (laughs) but i'm a huge fan of the movies and all of these characters 
And I think this show especially, it just shows a great range of characters. There's so many different mm. characters and they're so interesting, whether it's their powers or their personality mm-hmm. or their costume. <laughs> and I think with the show, like the movies do a pretty good job of, you know, showing a lot of the the fan favorites and everything. But with the show, there's a bit more room, I guess, for them to have more personality. So where they, again, they kind of feel like a second family because mm-hmm. you see them doing all the badass stuff, like taking down the, the Sentinels. The Sentinels! <laughs> um, but they also, you know, you get to see them just chilling and being normal. Yeah, that's what's nice about a TV show. Yeah. you have more time to do that. Yeah, and, and they're all, you know, you have very lovable characters. Wolverine, Gambit, <laughs> Jean, Storm, Rogue, they're just, they're awesome. Looking their most iconic. Yes. <laughs> the best the best looks, in my opinion. Yes. I also think this is the best of all of the X-Men shows. Um, I watched that X-Men Evolution one that was like on Disney XD. Oh. That one was fine. Mm-hmm. And there was a ton of other ones, but just none of them had this little, the specialness yeah. that this one had. Um, yeah, it's a great, great show. Great show, good show. All right, so to wrap up our episode, as we will with every episode, we are going to talk about the last movie I watched, because I watch movies all the time, (laughs) and what show or shows Kayla is currently watching, because she's always watching shows. Always. (laughs) So, Kayla, what shows are you currently watching? All righty, folks. Um, I'm going to talk about two, because I have two that I'm watching consistently. And the others, I'm kind of just, like, trying to make my way through. (laughs) But the first one I have is Modern Family. Gotta love those sitcoms. Gotta love Comfort (laughs) TV. I watch it, like, while I get ready in the morning, while I eat lunch, stuff like that. Um, I'm on season two. It's great. Um, just, just, Just great Comfort TV. My second show I'm currently watching, along with many other people in the world, uh, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series, the adaptation of The Lightning Thief. I think they're doing an excellent job. This last episode that came out, we're, um, it's, it's end of January right now. The last episode that came out was, was episode six in the Lotus Hotel. I know we were all very excited about, or the Lotus Casino and Hotel. I was kind of disappointed by it, but I... It didn't take away from my overall feelings of the show, which is that I think they're doing a very good job being as faithful as they can, and they're definitely bringing back the whimsy that I need in my life after, like, the last time I felt it was Harry Potter. I'm like, (laughs) please, can we bring back something like that? I feel like this has the potential to be that. Um, I'm very excited to see how it ends, and I'm very excited to see if it gets more seasons. I'm pretty sure it'll at least get a season two, Um, so I'm excited. And, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Nice, nice. Um, the last movie I watched, Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh. <laughs> 2002. That sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's, it took me this long to watch it, though, as a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, CG Spiders. You got David Arquette in there. Oh. You've got a very young Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Um, probably like one of her first movie roles. Um, and sci-fi channel level Sounds effects. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a classic. Everyone knows I like it freaks. 
Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, you don't? No. Really? I feel like I've heard the title before. I don't know much about it. Yeah, it was it, it was interesting. <laughs> it was a time. I'm going. I'm on an epic journey here. Um, mm-hmm. I have been watching horror movies from every decade, like ones that I've missed. I was going to say, you've already done that. <laughs> I've done that so many times, but it's time for another retread. Because, uh. I mean, I can't watch every single movie ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got a whole new batch, and I'm already in the 2000s, so I've made it pretty far. Nice. And, yeah. What are you going to watch so, next? I have no idea. I think, um, like, Hollow Man. Oh. Which I, I did see that, but I cannot remember... I remember the first part. I don't remember the second part at all. I wonder if I finished it. <laughs> Uh-oh. So we're going <laughs> to see. That's a good sign. Yeah. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this somewhat rambly episode. Yes. But, um, Hopefully this... we'll be able to tighten ourselves up within the next episode we record. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is just a little introduction to ourselves and what this podcast will be like. Yes. But again, hopefully less rambly mm-hmm. <laughs> as we get used to it. Um, in the future, we are going to talk about our most anticipated movies for 2024, mm-hmm. which that'll be a lot of fun. And we are also going to talk about our favorite movies from 2023. Oh, boy. Probably like our third episode or something. So stay tuned because it's going to be very fun digging into all of that. Yes. Very um, excited. Yeah. So... Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to keep up on all our new episodes and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for updates and little fun behind the scenes stuff that we'll post sometimes. <laughs> We're at We Just Want to Talk Movies for all of those accounts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the flick side. <laughs>